This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Catthulhu Art. The link is in the show notes. Today, we will be talking about movies. Cursed movies. Not just any movies, no. Cursed, haunted, whatever you want to call them. We'll be talking about them, of which there have been many. We didn't go for literally all of them because that would have been, well, a lot. Yeah, and it really kind of depends on what defines something being cursed. Just because they didn't do good in the box office, right. not cursed Doesn't enough for me. Doesn't mean that it was cursed. And shit happens. Random shit happens. Yes. So, but th- these are movies where it was a whole lot of crazy, weird, random shit that seemed to happen within a short period of time all surrounding people that were involved in the in the particular movie. Yes, and there is some very unfortunate things. Oh my goodness. I actually haven't seen all of the movies on this list. I haven't either, but there are a few that I have. Yes. Poltergeist being one. Oh my gosh. Poltergeist. Like, one of my favorite movies still. It's a great movie. It is so good, and... One of the scariest movies. It's still pretty damn scary. It is. It's terrifying. That's crazy. And it and it's just so well done. Like the all the actors just did such a great job. It just it just feels so real. Like this could really happen. I love it. It's one of it's one of my favorite movies. There are four people that died involved with this movie. Two were not very surprising. Two were quite surprising. We're going to go to the not surprising ones first. It was Will Sampson. He died about a year after Poltergeist 2 came out from complications of a heart-lung transplant. His kidney failed and he had a fungal infection. He went into surgery at a weakened state and they knew it was a very risky thing to do. They, It was almost expected he was going to die. He's the guy that played the uh, chief in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Julian Beck... He died before the second movie came out, but he had also been battling cancer for 18 months, and he was 60, and it was 1985. Right. At the time, the survival rate was lower than today, and so really with him, it was also just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Two were pretty unexpected, though. Dominic Dunn, I think, is just... Is well, it Dominic there... or Dominique? It's it's Dominique. Okay. So Dominic Dunn... Was the daughter of Dominic Dunn. Oh, okay. Yes. And right after the first poltergeist, her boyfriend murders her. Which is pretty fucked up. Fucking great. Yeah. Didn't he try to, didn't she break up with him? Yes. Yeah. 
And yes, he it was came one of over. those, and he kind of lured her out on some, you know, context of, you know, wanting to talk and or make amends, and yeah, he strangled her to death. He did. They estimated four to six minutes of strangling her in her fucking driveway. The lovely part. Wasn't somebody home when this happened? I'm not sure if, I don't know if she was home alone or if she lived alone or what, but her, this guy did three years of his six and a half year sentence for strangling a girl to death. That's just so fucked up. Yeah. So it's like you give somebody six years for killing another person in the first place. I know. It's just ridiculous. I feel like if it happened today, he would have got gone away for a lot longer. Maybe you never know. I mean, there's that Stanford rapist who gets six months. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> totally fuck that guy. And and what then serves like three of them or two of them. Yeah. So fuck it, it just guy. doesn't happen that often. And it's it's interesting that it happened with someone who was so well known. And I think that's why these days she he would have gone longer is because she was pretty famous. Right, but. Just in general, it does happen. Sometimes people get like the harshest sentence. People get life sentences for like trafficking weed. Yeah. But then somebody kills a fucking girl. This guy kills a girl that he was obsessed with and probably abusive towards. And he gets fucking six years and out in three. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. The justice system. Yeah. It's just fucked. Heather O'Rourke. She was the girl that played Carol Ann. Mm-hmm, little Carol Ann. She died when she was 12 of septic shock in a hospital in San Diego. Yeah, I think it was like peritonitis. Like, it was something where she literally like developed, I think, a hole in her intestines or something yeah, like that. And yeah. then, you, you know, things burst and leak and you get septic. Yeah, she thought, they thought she had the flu. the bacteria. And she was being taken to the hospital for treatment. And on the way there, she had a fucking heart attack. Yeah. And it was because there was a bowel obstruction and it mm-hmm. allowed bacteria to get into her bloodstream. Yep. And his uh, body goes into septic shock. And yep. then if you don't treat it before that happens, your organs just start shutting down. Like, for instance, your heart yep. stops fucking beating. Now, they did. They were able to restart her heart. But her head was dead. But then so. once she got to the hospital, she died on the operating table. She had been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. But nevertheless, she went from having the flu to dine up op- on an operating table in a day. Right. Although for a 12 year old to have Crohn's disease, that's pretty weird in the first place. So it yeah. sucks that it went under the radar in that way. Now this is the movie where they have the scene where all the skeletons rise up. Oh yeah. This is why the movie was, is cursed allegedly is because they used real skeletons, the, real skeletons in the, in the swimming pool scene. It's because it was cheaper to use real skeletons than plastic skeletons. I guess back in this day, they didn't have a lot of plastic skeletons. I have a plastic human skeleton in my house right now. <laughs> and so I, it's just, it's crazy that it's like totally just in my closet, not my closet, but it's in a closet in the, in the living room. It is in the closet though. <laughs> yes. There is a skeleton in the closet. There is. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's weird. That seems like you wouldn't be able to do that. Right, but they like, could. Like, if I just have a real skeleton to use in my movie? Hi, my name is Steven Spielberg. And they were like, sure, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. But I don't know. People do shit to skeletons, like, all the time. Doesn't mean that they get cursed. Yeah, that's true. I think... I think there was a lot of unfortunate things that happened, but the reason it was assumed to be cursed, and especially with the 
the skeleton disturbing the dead aspect is it goes back to just that our whole history has basically been steeped in Christianity. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Stuff revolving around it. So obviously if you disturb the dead on other occasions, you're not going to be cursed. Like when you do it with a, a movie about spirits and yeah, yeah. stuff that veers away from what the Bible teaches us. The, the obviously you're treading on thin water if you are going away from the Bible teachings. Yes, yes. Is this, there, this you're treading on thin ice? Knowledge. Actually, eh, sorry, you're, you're treading thin water. You're walking <laughs> on thin ice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> walking on thin water if you're Jesus, you know. Exactly. But yeah, you're you're in some trouble. You yeah, could, you're you are asking to be cursed. You're in some hot ice. <laughs> <laughs> so I I think yeah, a lot of unfortunate things happened with that movie, but. And that was actually one that I, I, I heard about I really don't think before. it was because they used skeletons to move it. Because, like I said, people people disturb the dead all the time for all kinds oh, of yeah. reasons. Oh, yeah. When they would make bigger churches. We talked about in one of our mm-hmm. vampires episodes. Right. They would just dig up the bodies and make chandeliers out of the, out of the, mm-hmm. the, the bones. It's they crazy. make, like, decorations out of them and yeah. everything. But don't see everyone that associated with that being cursed. and No. Well, dying, that we like, know of, anyway. Deaths that shouldn't have happened. I mean, the first two I would call more natural. And... Even Heather O'Rourke's is natural, so to speak. Oh yeah, but also it was preventable. So it was like preventable, still... and it was it was shocking. It was yeah, like, it was sudden. I can't feel awful for the parents. I must sudden just and unexpected. Suck, oh god, man, fucking so horrible. Lose your twelve year old, Jesus Christ. Who had? I mean, damn. And then she, Dominic Dunn. I mean, she was only like nineteen. She or wasn't. Something. Yeah, she wasn't very old she either to get so strangled young. by some jackass. Oh my god. Yeah, just very very tragic. Now that's one that I'd heard before that that movie was cursed. Mm-hmm. One that I didn't have, I had no idea there was a curse surrounding was Superman. Did you know there was a Superman curse? Yes, because just the actors that played Superman obviously ran into some hard times there. George Reeves. What, George Reeves. Yeah, yep. he played Superman on TV for six years in the 1950s. He's mm-hmm. when you see the old Superman, like he's usually the one you're seeing, and. If, had a party. Oh, he couldn't really get any other work after Superman. Uh, he had a party at his house June 16th, just two days after my birthday in 1959. So, you know, two days mm-hmm. after and 20 years earlier. Uh, he went upstairs with a 9 millimeter pistol and shot himself in the head. There is a bit of controversy over this, however, as statements taken from the guests and the lack of physical evidence throw some doubt as to what really happened. So they're not 100% sure he killed himself? They're not sure if he actually killed himself, if... It was accidental. It was accidental, if someone shot him on accident. They have really... I mean, there was not really any physical evidence. Mm. Everyone was all fucked up, you know, just drunk as shit, so they just didn't know. Jeez. Yeah. And then, of course, Christopher Reeve, George Reeves, Christopher Reeve. Mm -hmm. That's super weird. It is a little weird, and we all know what happened to poor Christopher Reeve. Horse accident, paralyzed from the neck down in 1995. And, and then, then he died, died of a heart, heart attack in 2004. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, when once you are paralyzed, you're immobile like that, it's just a matter of time before your organs eventually shut down. You need to be up and moving and active. In and order. blood clots yeah. are super easy since right. you're not, Because, yeah. yeah, you're not moving your limbs around. Things, it, it's just very bad for you to not be able to move. And to it's too bad because aside from Superman... His other movies, he he was such a good actor. He was. I watched I... Death Trap yesterday. Have you seen Death Trap? I haven't seen Death Trap. Dude, it's him and fucking Michael Caine. Oh, nice. And it's it was adapted after a play, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so it's just them in a room, and they're both writers, and it's 
so good. It was such a good movie. You know what I love And it would, had twists in it that I just did not see coming. <laughs> it was it was a really good movie. It came I'll out in it. It 1982, out. and I would recommend it to anybody. It's hmm. it's a little bit slow because, you know, it is based right. after a, a play, mm-hmm. and then it was also the early 80s. And But, man, those guys are just brilliant actors, and they really do a good job in it. Yeah, I love Michael Caine. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I love Village of the Damned. I forgot that he was in it. Yeah. Holy shit. I totally forgot he was in it. It was him and Kirstie Alley, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I completely forgot he was in that one. Yeah. And that movie is so fucking creepy. Oh, Oh, my God. It was was such a loss that we didn't get him to to act for us in, you know, the modern times. I mean, he was just some guy and he got to be, he was just a, a, he was on the stage Mm -hmm. and he got to play Superman and he just blew up. Right. And it it wasn't because of just of Superman. It was because he was actually a talented actor. Right. Although I think he did try and do as much as he could after he was paralyzed. He was really a, a champion for all you oh, know, like yeah. stem cell research Definitely. and really you know, used his fame to try and uh, further help for people. In his position, yeah. In his yeah. position, yeah. Because... And he did. He, I believe he made or helped make leaps and bounds of... of uh, progress in it mm-hmm. it's just so sad though like his wife like stood by him all that time yeah dana reeves and then she gets lung cancer and never dies even smoked and never ever just smoked. fucking jesus christ i know it's just so fucking sad and we've got margot kidder mm-hmm. she was in a and car she just accident died recently. yeah she did rest in peace uh she was in a car accident in 1990 that temporarily paralyzed her Wow. She recovered, and then she had her the big 1996 freakout where she cut her hair, got rid of her purse that had, you know, her identification and what have you, and uh, was just kind of running feral. Mm-hmm. For four days, she slept on porches and shit and even got beaten up and nearly raped by a homeless guy. Wow. The cops finally found her in a backyard in Glendale, and they took her to UCLA Medical Center. She didn't have any more public episodes like that, and she died in her home May 13th of 2018 this year. Mm-hmm. But and that's then, when she was diagnosed as bipolar? After yes. After that episode happened? Yes, yeah. yes. And then Richard Pryor? Multiple sclerosis was diagnosed in 1986. And that's almost like the, it's like the disease process of some of the accidents that these people have had, basically, yeah. because multiple sclerosis will eventually it's a degenerative disease where eventually yeah you're fucking paralyzed and you can't like move and yep uh he needed triple bypass surgery in 1990 and he died in 2005 even lee john quigley you probably don't know who that is do you he was the he played the baby superman when he was seven months old so oh, he was you know okay. the, like in the in this one of the scenes where they're he's being sent from his home planet exactly krypton yep they're like, oh, yeah, put him in the little pod, send him away. Yeah, his life wasn't a happy one. Apparently, he got bullied to fuck, apparently, by about for being Superman. And he died in 1991 from huffing air freshener, which he had been addicted to for quite some time at that point. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no shit. I never understand the thing with huffing. That's just I one mean, of the nitrous ones where is, it's just... Nitrous isn't bad. Yeah, but when... You like huff paint and like yeah, that's bad. Gas, and, yeah, yeah, that's not good. No, that's not good. no, I just I don't get that one. And you're just and it just fucks you up so bad and just literally rots your brain. Yeah, I got a story. I Ugh. met a I met a guy once who had been huffing gas in his garage mm-hmm. and 
went inside, lit a cigarette, and then was walking up the stairs high as fuck and noticed that his socks were on fire. Jesus Because he had got the the gas on the socks and managed to light his socks on fire. So he oh peels his socks off and ended up having third degree burns <gasps> all up his legs. Oh my gosh. And he just didn't even notice because he was so fucking spun out from yep. the gas. Fucking fumes. gas huffing. Yep. Jesus Christ. That's Don't huff nuts. gas kids. No. Don't huff anything. The last two that got fucked with by Superman were the guys who came up with Superman. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. They came up with them at the end of the Great Depression, and they actually sold all of the rights. So they didn't make shit off of it after he exploded. Siegel died in 96, Schuster in 92, and they, they never got a dime, besides the, initially, uh, the initial amount that they were uh, paid for selling the uh, comic to whoever the hell they sold it to. Mm-hmm. So one I have is Rosemary's Baby another pretty well-known one for being cursed and you know i actually have not seen that movie you have not seen that movie? i haven't seen rosemary's baby oh my god it is one of my favorites it's so fucking good and the book is awesome too did you know it was a book before i did not know it was a book yeah so uh the author is ira levin and he wrote it in 1965 and it was like a huge hit like right away and Ira Levin also wrote The Stepford Wives. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that was a book to begin with either. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they, they make the movie Rosemary's Baby after this uh, book that, written by Ira Levin. And Mia Farrow is the star. She plays the, the main character of Rosemary. And... While filming was going on, she actually got served with divorce papers. Oh, by um, Frank Sinatra, right, right in front of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that sucks. Fucking a. And then, rude. <laughs> God, old blue eyes. Right. Yeah, I had forgotten that she was married to Frank Sinatra at the time. She was married to a couple famous people. Frank oh, I'm sure. Sinatra and Woody Allen. Yeah. Not to be mistaken with Woody Harrelson. No, or Woody from Toy Story. All very different Woodies. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing to happen was the producer whose name... William Castle. Name. William Castle was the producer, but that was the second thing to hap- that happened. The first one to suffer from the curse of Rosemary's Baby, so to speak... Uh, was the guy who did the music. Oh, yeah. It. Christoph Kameda. Yes, Christoph Kameda. So, in 1968, he fell... He fell... He took a bad fall at a party, basically, and ended up in a coma. And he was only 37 years old at the time. Yeah. He was in a coma for four months and then eventually died. Of a cerebral hemorrhage. Right, and just never regained consciousness. And this is exactly like how Mia Farrow's or Rosemary's friend Hutch dies in the movie. How weird is that? they take one of his possessions, the witches. It's about witches, a coven of witches, basically, Mm -hmm. who make her have Satan's baby. (laughs) Because, hey. Yeah. Why not? Why not? 
if you're a coven of witches and you're trying to rule the world, it's probably awesome to have, like, Satan Jesus. Yeah, definitely. So, he was the first to go. And then it was the Mia Farrow thing. Well, no, then it was William Castle. Mia Farrow got served while she was on set. Oh, okay. Yeah, she got served with the divorce papers while they were filming. While they were filming, right. Mm -hmm. And then then Comita gets it, and then... The following year in 1969 is when uh, William Castle, who was the producer, he developed a severe case of kidney stones. He was plagued by kidney stones. And let me tell you, I actually went through a time where I had kidney stones pretty bad. I had five. Oh, my God. And one in my right kidney. And I actually didn't even go to a doctor, even though I was working at the doctor's office. Right. You just fucking passed him like a champ. No, I never passed. I finally had to get lithotripsy. I had to have them pulverized, like where they put you under general anesthesia and shock shock you. A little bit like that uh, Bruce Willis movie Armageddon. They just shoot you full of like little space guys and they go onto them and blow them up. Never mind. Oh, you're talking about the meteor? (laughs) Oh, okay. I get you. I was like, what the fuck? They never did that to anybody in Armageddon. (laughs) Yeah, no, they put you under the water and administer shockwaves to your body. Crazy. To pulverize the kidney stones. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like something done at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> it's just, it's unpleasant, let me tell you. I mean, you're under while they're doing that, but the whole experience of having the stones and yeah, having yeah. to go through that because they wouldn't pass. I, I didn't even seek treatment for like six months, and I would have like these horrible stabbing pains that would I would literally double over in pain. And I just was like, it's stress. <laughs> right, right. And once I started peeing blood, that was the point where like, it was just oh, like, oh. That's not stress. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Maybe this is something else. like actually long, wrong, perhaps with my kidneys, which is why it's like kind of like in between my abdomen and my back on one side. Right, right. And then, and then it was six months of trying to get rid of them before they were finally like, okay, this isn't going to work. We're just going to have to pulverize them. And it was similar for him, except for I don't think they did pulverizing then. I'm pretty sure he just kept going to the emergency room and kept going and kept going until they were all Man. made their way out of him. But, yeah, very unpleasant thing to go through. And he also received tons of hate mail. Oh, yeah, because people hated it because, again, Christian culture here. Yep. You're making a movie about, you know, sleeping with the devil and having the devil's baby and witches and... And just for putting that kind of stuff out there and making it popular, it actually, Ira Levin, the guy who wrote the book, really never enjoyed his fame very much because he felt like it was such a such a big hit and it led to so many things and so many spinoffs. And he's like, I never meant to make something like that, like, so popular. Right, right. And he kind of felt some guilt over it because probably the worst thing Thing and the most fucked up thing you definitely can associate with the movie uh, Rosemary's Baby is that the director was Roman Polanski. Yeah, rapist director. Yes, yeah. rapist director. But before he was a rapist, he was married to Sharon Tate. Right. Who was murdered when she was eight and a half months pregnant in the Manson family yep. massacre. Yep. And just incredible, so incredibly fucked up. That's, yeah, that's completely fucked up. So fucked up. So, yeah, his wife ends up, and his unborn son end up being murdered by the Manson family while Fucking, he's out of town. Yeah. Fucking psycho. Yeah. So, I think that aspect 
that happened when in like 1969, I believe. 68 or 69, yeah. It was right. A- it was right after the producer. Yeah, so it was April 1969 is when William Castle was afflicted by his kidney stones, and then July 1969 is when Sharon Tate was murdered. Some crazy shit. Right, and another weird thing about it is that, well, you know, the Manson family was kind of obsessed with that one um, Beatles album, the White Album, yeah, yeah, and the song Helter Skelter. Yes. So the Beatles wrote the White Album at some sort of Indian meditation, I guess. Right. And I guess Mia Farrow was there when it was written. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And then the the guy from the Beatles, John Lennon, you know how he was assassinated. Yes. So he was assassinated. The guy from the Beatles, you know, John yeah. Lennon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> He was assassinated across the street from the Dakota, which is the apartment building that they filmed the movie in. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that was about a dozen years later. I think it was like 1980 or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So 11 years later, 1980, John Lennon is murdered right in front of what was the Bram, the Bramford. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, it was called the Bramford. But the place that they actually filmed it was called the Dakota, and he was killed right across the street from it. Wow. Yep, and that is the curse of Rosemary's Baby. Again, when I think where there's a lot of cultural Christian aspects behind the curse, but at the same time, that one is, that's kind of a lot. Kind that's of, a, yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah, pretty I, crazy shit. So that brings us to The Omen, <laughs> another movie about the Antichrist as a child. Right, which maybe you shouldn't be re- maybe you shouldn't be making movies about maybe not it doesn't seem to work out so well for people this one this one is one of the the most cursed ones that I've come across well there's the exorcist yeah this one you're going to you're going to handle the exorcist this one is pretty crazy let me tell you about the omen crazy <laughs> first of all before they even start shooting gregory peck and I lo- he did such a good performance in this. Yes. Oh, this yeah. This is one of my favorite movies. He played the adopted father. Yes, he played the adopted father of uh, little Damien, who, in fact, is a little fucking devil demon child. Antichrist. Antichrist. Prior to filming, Gregory Peck, his son fucking shoots himself in the head. Doesn't leave a note. Nothing. Just up and shoots himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's severely fucked up, yeah. And that's just the beginning of all the fucked up things that happened during and after the uh, filming of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) So, despite having gone through this horrible tragedy, Gregory Peck still decides to continue and and do the movie. And so, when he is flying over the Atlantic... To film the movie. Because they filmed it in England. Yes. London, London specifically. Yeah. The plane that he is flying on is struck by lightning. What the fuck even? Mm-hmm. Like, how often does that happen? <laughs> I don't know how often planes get struck by lightning. I can tell you, though, I don't think it happens 
as quickly as it happened again, this time it happened to the producer of the movie, Mace Newfield. His plane, also struck by lightning, crossing the Atlantic. But that one caught on fire and almost crashed. Right, it almost, like, crashed into the ocean. Like, he almost... So, two... Two... People... Yeah, flying in two different planes at different times, both struck by lightning. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both major players in the movie. One's producing it, and one's, like, the main star. Yeah, yeah. So then... Another thing with fucked up thing with planes with this movie was that they were going to be doing some aerial. They had rented a plane to do some aerial shots. Right, because doesn't the movie open with an aerial aerial view of London or something? I think so, something like that. Yeah. And so the plane that they had rented out, the company switched it right at the last minute, and instead rented it to a group of Japanese businessmen. Plane fucking crashes. Everyone fucking dies. Everyone. Not a survivor. So narrowly missed having another unfortunate plane incident that pretty much would have happened to them except for this one last minute change. Yeah, and the company didn't even, the rental company didn't even tell them. They were just, oh, you're not in that plane. You're in this plane. We got. Oh, yeah. 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 Actually, this is this is the one that you're going to be using. We have people with more money than you mm-hmm. little Hollywood types. Right. Next thing that is happening that happens is there are Rottweilers. In the movie. Right. There's a scene where they're mm-hmm. attacking they're Gregory attacking Peck, right? They're attacking Gregory Peck. And so they're w- working with the handler trying to, to do these scenes and train with these Wattweilers. And they fucking attack the handler right through his, like, freaking big old padded suit. Yeah. They, yeah. They really fucked him up. And they wouldn't stop. Yeah. They were commanded to stop. They would not stop. Yeah. They just went fucking nuts on the guy. Almost fucking killed him. Almost fucking killed him. And then there was another guy who was a big cat handler. We were just uh, was just talking about big cats the other day and how deadly they can be, especially tigers. Oh, yeah. Tigers. <laughs> they are, I believe, the biggest cat. Uh, yeah, one of the biggest and one of the most deadliest. So there is supposed to be a scene where the kid is at the zoo and causes some ruckus with the lions. So this guy... Tigers. Uh, yeah. lions tigers what's the difference there's some bears involved (laughs) so the guy's name is is sydney bamford he accidentally leaves the the cage open right one of the tigers is and oops yeah big oops right there because the tiger gets out and mauls him to death can't be comfortable way to go Mm -mm. jesus christ death by tiger not good no not good at all and then Mace Newfield, not only was his plane struck by lightning and he almost uh, perished in flames falling into the Atlantic. Right. He was almost blown up, not once, but twice. So he was staying at the Hilton Hotel in London and it was blown up by the fucking IRA, apparently. Yep. Yeah, they were, doing a, they were doing a lot of stuff yeah. in that area. They were very active at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. That would be awful. I know. I mean, I guess that happens a lot everywhere else now that we, you know. I guess we have school shootings, so I'd rather have IRA bombings than school (laughs) shootings. And then the second time was at the restaurant, right? Or on his way to a restaurant? Yeah, so the second time he was almost blown up was they were going to this 
really posh restaurant in downtown London, and minutes before he arrived is when it was blown the fuck up. He narrowly, narrowly escaped twice, death. twice, twice, plus the airplane incident. Yeah, so two, so three airplane incidents total. One of them he was involved in. One Gregory Peck, Gregory Peck's son commits suicide. The dog handler is almost mauled to death. The tiger handler is, is mauled, mauled to, to death. death. And two fucking buildings are fucking blown up by terrorists. Or freedom fighters. Whatever. <laughs> I prefer to call them terrorists. You know what? I don't give a fuck what freedom you're fighting for when you freaking blow up civilians, in, civilians okay, and fair. innocent people. Yeah. You're a fucking terrorist. That's fair. You are a goddamn terrorist. Now... After filming, <laughs> this is great. One of the guys who did the special effects. John Richardson. Yes. You remember the scene where the reporter's head gets cut off, right? With his... Uh, it's a big like piece of glass. glass. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So he basically created that whole scene. Yeah, he did all... He, I think he did mm-hmm. all the special effects. He yeah. Was the, yeah, he did all of the crazy shit But it's happened. kind of ironic that he did this particular special effect with the guy's head getting severed by the piece of the glass because that same year after the movie he's out in the car with his assistant and her name is Liz Moore and they were in a head-on collision in Holland yes and she, she was actually cut in half right in yeah. the car crash by the fucking other car's steering wheel yeah I thought it was or I thought it was a tire but oh yeah no the other vehicle's wheel so it was pretty similar to the death that he had created yeah, yeah, in the movie. And then when he opened his, when he came to, he was like kind of like knocked unconscious, obviously, but wasn't killed. But he came to and he saw the word Omen 666 because they were near the near town, town yeah. of Om, like O-M-M-E-N. How fucking crazy is that? And mile marker six comma six six. How fucked up is that yeah that's really fucked that's up that's just <laughs> that's the, that's the one that really gets me yeah the i mean that one is like wow wow yeah so pretty crazy and that movie is just it's just so good and it is scary a good movie. and terrifying yeah that's a real good i one. mean spoiler alert the the kid is the antichrist gregory peck was tricked into adopting him because they murdered his healthy baby yeah and he just did i don't know if i mean maybe it was because he was feeling this tragedy so much but i mean his character is just so good at that that in that moment when they dig up the grave because he has to know like well what about like the real baby that he didn't he never told his wife about yeah and they they're just like oh no just take this baby and he digs up the coffin and there's the baby skeleton there and there's that gigantic hole in the baby's head, yep. which means like they murdered they it. Killed it. Yep. They killed yep. it. This wasn't just bad luck where No. Well like, it was. His, but... Well it was, but <laughs> but it was planned. Like yeah. it wasn't like terrible luck that his wife happened to deliver a stillborn and no, it was, it, yeah. and they gave this baby they planned it from the very beginning. They murdered his healthy baby in order to talk him into adopting the Antichrist, and I mean, just, kind of a changeling situation. Uh-huh, really. It really is, yeah. in a way, and you can just feel just that, like that angst when he opens up and sees the truth, and it's just like, oh my gosh, it's such a powerful. Oh yeah, that's it's it's a classic. It's definitely a classic. Yeah, 
please go see, go rent or buy or stream the original Omen. It is, it is great. But also, I think pretty fucking cursed as far as movies went. Jesus Christ. I mean, the bombings, the, the lightning, the fucking freaking, I mean, cutting somebody in half with a steering wheel. That's fucking crazy. Like, those things aren't sharp. No. (laughs) Not at all. I mean, how... What kind of uh, velocity does that have to be coming at somebody? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) For them to cut somebody in half. Well, along the lines of demons and devils, we now, of course, come to The Exorcist. Which is probably... I mean, I think that one has, like, the most deaths associated with it. This, yeah, it's not... uh, Yeah. So this came out in 1973. The first thing that happened was filming was delayed because the house caught on fire, destroying the set with the exception of the room that was the possessed girl's room. What happened was a pigeon found its way into a circuit box and caught on fire. Jesus Christ. Fucking pigeons. Didn't we talk about something else where like birds cause some sort of fucking shit? It was... No, they heard... it was the Amityville thing? Yes, yes. Okay. They heard what sounded like pigeons, but there was no sign of pigeons. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fucking pigeons, whether they're real or not. Fuck them. They're well, disgusting. Ellen Burstyn, she played the mother. There was a scene where the possessed girl throws her to the ground. Well, the stunt was performed by Burstyn, and she actually damaged her tailbone while doing it, and it permanently injured her spine. In the scene, you hear her scream. And that's not her acting. That's her screaming in pain. They just kept that particular scene in there. Weird. Yeah. Two of the actors died while the movie was in post-production. And the characters were... They're, they're, the, the characters, the actors played also died in the movie. So the actress who played the possessed girl, Linda Blair, mm-hmm. she lost her grandfather during the filming. Jeez. And she herself was injured when some of the rigging that moved the bed, because you know how the bed like right. slams around, some of the rigging broke and she was tossed to the ground and she was injured that way. It's interesting that she didn't have a stunt double. I know. It is kind of. I guess she wasn't big enough <laughs> of an actor. There was two main priests in the film. One's brother died the first day of filming and the other almost lost his son when he was hit by a motorcycle. The actress that played the voice of the demon, what was his name, like Pazuzu or something? I can't remember. I can't remember, yeah. But her, several years later in 1987, her son killed his wife and kids and then himself. Jesus. When the film was released, there was all kinds of like people not wanting it to come out. During the Roman release, the film was met with a violent rainstorm, complete with thunder and lightning, in Rome. Yeah. So people had to fight this crazy storm just to get in there. At some screening of the movie elsewhere, a woman was so scared she passed out, broke her jaw when she fell. And she actually sued Warner Brothers, who settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. Jesus. Wasn't there one where there was some lightning involved? It it struck across and across the street from the I don't have theater. that one. Oh yeah, no, there was it was at one of the premieres and I think it was in Europe. And the movie theater was across the street from the church and the, and lightning struck the cross. It's oh, crazy. And the cross fell to the ground. Man. After the lightning had struck it. On the like the premiere night of it. 
It's insanity. Yeah. That one was pretty fucking crazy, I thought. Yeah, some crazy, crazy shit happened. Well, there's a few things that happened in a couple more contemporary movies as well. I mean, these ones that we've talked about now have all been kind of in the in the 70s, late 60s. The Possession. This is a movie based on a true story. And this one's not quite as cursed as some of the other ones. But Doesn't this one have some sort of like cursed box? Yeah, yeah. The owner of... It's a, it's a cursed box and it's something that's in the Jewish faith that like stores evil spirits or demons or something like that. Like a Pandora's and box? Kind of, yeah. Except that... Not really. Pandora's box released all the evils. This is supposed to contain all the evil. Well, before uh, the, it was released, though, they were contained in the box. The owner of the actual box, because it's an actual box, mm-hmm. and the owner of it called the movie, Sam Raimi from you know Evil Dead fame, is the one who was directing it or producing it. So he called him up and he was like, hey, did you want me to send the box by? And you know, it's just so you guys can have a little bit of realism. Like, no, no, we're cool. we don't want that. We no don't thanks. need the fucking box. We don't, don't even send us pictures. Because weird shit was already happening. Like, neon lights that were turned off would shatter. Five days after filming, the storage house that contained all the props burned to the ground. The fire department has no idea what started the fire. Jesus. And then there's The Conjuring, which came out in 2013. I can't remember if I've seen that one or The Conjuring 2. They both have Ed and Lorraine Warren, right? Right. I think so. And Ed and Lorraine Warren were also there at that Amity, yes. the Amityville murder house. And so this it was a movie based off an actual case yes, that they yes. were on, both times on different cases that they were on. And it was told as if like they were the main characters. And mm-hmm. so uh, Lorraine is still alive. And so the screenwriters would call Lorraine during filming to just ask her questions about stuff. But they rarely got a good phone connection. And would oftentimes get cut off, which Lorraine was not surprised by at all. Mm-hmm. The family that these events alleged, allegedly happened to would come and visit the set, all except the mother, who was like, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere near that set. One day, while the family was on set in North Carolina, except for the mother, of course, a wind blew around the family, and the crew noticed that none of the trees were affected. It was just right around the family. So it was only... Blowing at the people, not exactly, and just, else. just, yeah, not any of the crew, not in the cast, just the family. Right around the same time, the mother who was in Atlanta felt a dark presence and fell down, injuring herself enough that she had to go to the hospital. Jeez. Shortly after that, like a day or two later, the hotel that the cast and crew were staying in caught on fire, and they had to evacuate it. The director was in his office. He has this little puppy in his office that's just growling at the corner. And then starts, like, tracking this thing that the director can't see all around his office. And just wigged him out. Uh, The actress that played Lorraine Warren opened her laptop one day to find five claw marks across the screen. Oh, yeah, I read about that. She didn't do it. Her kids didn't do it. So she just kind of slowly closed it, gingerly put it down, and proceeded to freak out. Back away from the computer. Back away from the computer. Oh, my gosh. Well, how how do you do claw marks on a goddamn computer? It's pretty actually. It's actually pretty hard to scratch your computer in that way, much less do, like, several exactly. at the same time. Like, what does that? Fucking. That's weird. I don't know. <laughs> that is weird. 
So oh. the Crow. That's a good movie. Also recommend seeing. Holds up. I got it on Blu-ray and watched it. It totally holds up. Mm-hmm. I was afraid it wouldn't. Soundtrack is also amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It came out like right when I was like a, a sad teenager. It was such a great movie. It worked out well. Mm-hmm. We all know that Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, was killed during it. Uh, on a- on accident, they improperly loaded like a blank into a gun or something. Yeah, it was supposed to be like just a, a prop gun. And it But wasn't. somehow, yeah, something was put into it where it became pretty much an actual gun. And so the guy who shot him also just shot him in the perfect spot mm-hmm. to kill him. Just right in the chest. And uh, right in his heart. Because it was just, it wasn't like an actual like bullet, but more like a piece of a bullet, like yeah. a shell casing. And it, but it just went right into his heart and he fucking died. And he died later on, I think early that next morning. So like 1am or something was pronounced dead. One of the carpenters was severely burned when his crane hit power lines. And then during, this was filmed in uh, North Carolina, I believe. And it was a super crazy, terrible storm raged through and everyone got sick. It was cold. There was icicles. It was just fucked up. And he was really like the but main. Probably added to the really. I mean, it's really rainy where he lives. Like they, it rains like every day, basically. It's, yeah. it's like it's like when you fucking like live in Seattle, like we do. It was uh, it was crazy. <laughs> it's like winter time in Seattle, just fucking rains all the goddamn time. So maybe it probably sucked, but I feel like some of these ones where you're suffering a little bit, it it shows, it captures that in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and makes in, it like that much more. And that movie is definitely better. yeah. That movie is is pretty good. Yeah. I think it's weird about his dad, Brandon Lee. Bruce Lee. I mean, yeah, Bruce Lee. Yeah. That was also a mysterious death. Right. Also stemming from something that happened while he was filming a movie. He was filming uh, what, Enter the Dragon. I can't remember he was filming which Enter one. The Dra- he was like doing some sort of like redo of like the voiceovers in Enter the Dragon and he collapsed and it turned out he had some sort of like cerebral swelling going on so he recovers he gets better and then he's out with his wife in hong kong and gets a really bad headache because he would sometimes get these headaches that started after he'd had that incident so he takes a painkiller and then dies in his sleep a couple hours later also they say his his from cerebral swelling right right but they, it was just kind of like weird and they can, they think maybe the painkiller triggered it, but not a hundred percent and not a hundred percent sure how it even had happened in the first place when he was filming Enter the Dragon. Nobody really knows for sure, but he was young and he was super healthy and in oh, great well, shape. Yeah. So he was, that, that makes it even more fucked up. I mean, he was 32 years old and just the pinnacle of health basically i mean yeah, the guy didn't eat any kind of like sugar or flour he ate everything really fresh and organic back before it was cool to do so right he was yeah and he was a uh, top physical condition yeah. just yeah yeah so very very weird death and then and then tragically his son and it was his only son i feel i feel so bad for the mom oh yeah to lose your husband and then, then lose your, your fucking only yeah. son i mean jesus yeah. christ how awful did you ever see the passion of the christ i did see the passion of the christ i haven't seen the passion of the christ but oh apparently my... it was kind of a shit show uh filming it i <laughs> well i believe it the guy who played jesus during the filming got hypothermia pneumonia 
dislocated his shoulder, and was accidentally whipped. He was also struck by lightning, along with the assistant director, though they weren't hurt when they were struck by the lightning. Wasn't the assistant director struck by lightning like two different times? Yes. Jesus Christ. And then both Mel Gibson and the guy that plays Jesus have pretty much their careers have kind of gone to shit at that point. So much for the, you know, lightning never strikes same place twice. Yeah. I guess maybe they're only talking about places, not people, because obviously that fucking happened. No, the whipping thing, if you've watched the movie... That is one of the worst. Well, the whole thing is just brutal as fuck. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just basically detailing very graphically and realistically. I'm sure like the, the last day of yeah, Jesus' life or the whatever torture and death of Jesus. Yeah. And so when they're flogging him, they have this whip and it has like these barbed wire ends, mm-hmm. and it basically. It, you whip it down, and then as it pulls back, it just rips like chunks flays. of your... Yeah, yeah, it flays you. It rips chunks of your flesh out, which is very... Ouch. Hideously depicted. I mean, not hideously, but well depicted, but it's, right. it's But it hideous is hideous regardless, yeah. Right, so I think I think that kind of, like, actually happened. Like, he got a whole chunk out of him. I mean, fortunately, I think maybe it was just, like, the one the one chunk and not multiple, like, as depicted Still. in the movie. But, gee, oh, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad when you see what, because I can, when you say that, I can picture exactly how that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the Because from seeing it in the movie. Fuck. Ouch. And, yeah, ouch. Not something I would ever want to, ugh. Did you know The Matrix was a clusterfuck of bullshit while I was being filmed, too? I did. Well, I found that out when I was doing that. I didn't know yeah. that. Not, other ones, some of these ones, it's like you've just kind of like known for a long time. It's been kind of common knowledge. Like these movies were cursed, but I, yeah, I had no idea that the matrix was such a fucking clusterfuck. Man, Aaliyah died in a plane crash. She played Z or was supposed to play Z. Right. She was also in queen of the damned. Wasn't she? Yeah, she she was. Yeah. Now was she married to R Kelly too? I don't know if she was, who she was married to. I feel like R Kelly married her when she was like super young. Maybe. Which was kind of fucked up as well. Gloria Foster, who played the Oracle, she died from complications of diabetes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the places that were just doing the special effects, because that movie was pretty uh, special effect intensive, just went bankrupt. Well, I mean, so it, had nothing this... had... I'd never seen anything like it. Oh, no, no one it had. It was out. crazy. The special effects yeah. in that. At the time of the filming, Keanu Reeves and Jennifer Sim were dating until she gave birth to their stillborn daughter. Oh, God. Then they split. Later that year, he was in a motorcycle crash, and it ruptured his spleen, and he broke four ribs or something. Once he was okay to film again, he hurt his foot, and was sent right back to the hospital. Three years after that, Jennifer Sim was killed in a car crash. That same year, Keanu Reeves' sister suffered a leukemia relapse. And possibly the worst thing that happened is they made the other two Matrix movies. (laughs) Right? I love the original Matrix. Yeah, the other two? Not so not much. Not so good. Not so much. I feel like it could have just... It could have and should have just been... Just that. It, it would have been fine with just own. the one. Yeah, the the other ones, it just got to be so like... like wait, what? It was just dumb. Yeah, it just, it just started dumb. getting just weird and dumb. And But the original Matrix was just fucking awesome. And I have one more here. And this was for a movie that was actually never made. Ah, the movie that never was because yes. it's so fucking cursed. And this is 
The movie was called Atuk, and it is adapted from a novel called The Incomparable Atuk. Uh, the movie was written with John Belushi in mind for the leading role. He was excited for it, he wanted to do it, and then he died. So, a bit later, Sam Kinison was up for the role. <laughs> good he old was, Sam Kinison. You know, I yeah, love his stand-up. He had some good ideas for it, and he had you know notes in hand and everything, and he died in a car accident. A head-on car collision, actually, in California. He was known for being an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, he was completely sober at the time, and the teenager who hit him was wasted. A couple years later, John Candy was asked if he'd like to take the role. They had not come to an agreement officially, but he was interested. He then had a heart attack. His friend, who either read the script with him or got him the script, died of a cerebral hemorrhage a few months later. Chris Farley was about to accept the role in 1997, and then he died. And it's rumored that he shared the script with Phil Hartman, who is going to play a different role in the movie, and then his wife killed him. That was the craziest shit when Phil Hartman's wife killed him. Right? That was bad. Yeah. Well, because, like, John Belushi, John Candy. John Candy was sick. I mean, they knew he was not in, I mean, not, I mean, he was in bad shape. Right. And, and Chris Farley, again, I mean, yeah. not, not in the best health. John Belushi, not in the best health. Also massive sus- substance abuse yep. problems. It's not really a huge shocker that these guys did not live into old age. But, but still, like, yeah. having this movie pop up and pop up and pop up, and then the Phil Hartman getting shot, yeah, the and Phil then the Hartman other guy, I mean, like that's really just a up. weird connection. Yeah, I mean, it's not hugely shocking to me that all these uh, larger, obese, uh, drug-addicted... Especially because they're doing blow. And right, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a hell of a stimulant. <laughs> On your heart, that's already working overtime. Right, right. So it's it's not overly shocking. It is interesting, though, that it one after another after another. It wasn't like it finally got made after one or two times. It's every single lead that yep. has every, and not come in, along. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Do you know what the movie is actually supposed to be about? It's about an Inuit and his adventures. Hmm. It's a so comedy. So it doesn't have anything to do with the Antichrist. No, has nothing, it's a comedy. <laughs> So it's, that's weird. So, yeah, it's just weird. It's like, why why this movie? Exactly. Exactly. Why? So I had just a couple other ones. One of them is the Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So did you hear about that one, the, the accident with that one? A little bit. The main actor in the part that this helicopter crash Mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. So John Lendis is filming it and the actor is Vic Morrow. And the, the storyline is basically that he has to write some wrong that he did and know what it feels like to be like oppressed or something like that. I, have you seen the twilight zone movie? I feel like I've seen it, but it's been so long long though. Yeah. I feel like I saw it when I was like a kid and I haven't seen it since. So it's not just something where I can be like, Oh yeah, totally that scene. But apparently he's supposed to be rescuing. He's in a war scene and he's supposed to be rescuing two children from, um, there's helicopter fire going on above him. He's in a war zone and he's trying to rescue these two kids. 
So the actor is Vic Morrow. One of the kids is Micah Din Lay and Renee Shin Yi. And they are playing like Vietnamese children. Mm-hmm. And so they are filming this and they're filming this on a set in California. And it was crazy. He, they're just filming him carrying these two uh, children across a river and the helicopter is flying down towards them and there's explosions going off this, that, the other. And apparently the guy directing and, and filming the scene was telling the helicopter pilot to keep going lower until at its lowest point, it was about uh, 20 feet above the water. Okay. And then a couple of explosions go off and the pilot just loses control and crashes the helicopter. And so when, and this is all being captured on film. Yeah. Yeah. The cameras are rolling at this point and helicopter crashes and it crushes one of the kids (laughs) and then the propeller blades decapitate Vince Morrow and the other kid. Wow. Yeah. So the film has since been destroyed. They don't have any. I think there was obviously an investigation that occurred following this terrible tragedy. But once it was concluded, they destroyed that part of the film. And what's really creepy about this is that the, the actor who was killed doing it had been offered a part in another movie that it would have involved him flying a helicopter. And he had turned it down because he said he did not want to get into a helicopter because he had a premonition that he's going to get killed in a helicopter crash. Wow. <laughs> Which he pretty much did, except this, he wasn't in a helicopter that crashed. Yeah, yeah. A helicopter freaking crashed and the <sighs> propeller blade fucking decapitated him. Good premonition, though. Yes, it was uh, pretty accurate, which also makes it really fucking freaky. Right. Now, the last one that I have is a movie called The Conqueror. Have you heard of that one? I have. That's with... um, uh, Fucking John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, John Wayne. And you know who he plays? Doesn't he play someone who's not white? Yeah, Genghis Khan. Yes, yes. Very not white. (laughs) Very not white. The movie itself, it was produced by Howard Hughes. Oh, really? Yes. And the movie itself was like a huge failure, obviously, because it was totally like the John Wayne wanted the fucking role of this guy and really lobbied hard to get it. And of course, it was awful because John Wayne should not be fucking Genghis Khan. No. I mean, no. this is ni- this is 1956 when they're whitewash whitewashing is the term yes. used for it, where yeah. you know you had like uh, prominent white actors playing. Uh, well, I mean, it still happens to this day. Yeah, cultural yeah. roles and cultural yeah. roles roles that they should not be playing like, at all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, anyways, it was filmed in 1956 in St. George, Utah. I've been to St. George, Utah fucking hot place in the summer let me yeah, tell you sure. that's when i went to zion national park and, oh right, yeah yeah i got my mermaid on and the the virgin river down there yeah, it was yeah. lovely but it was 115 degrees that's hot hot as fuck oh my gosh well at the time it was just three years after they had done a bunch of nuclear testing 
It was oh, like good. right. It was like 130 miles from a nuclear test site. Oh, good. And downwind from it, apparently. So that wasn't quite safe. No, it was not quite safe. It was not quite. It was not safe at all. Right. For them to be filming there, even though the but the government had assured them. Oh no! It'll be fine. It'll be no, fine. No, no, no! You're fine. fine. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really doing anything big <laughs> over there, anyways. It's totally cool. It was three years ago, and you're all fine to film here. <laughs> well, not so much. That's probably what killed John Wayne. It did actually. Well, yeah. it, that's one of the theories, at least. Because he died of like cancer, s- can- like stomach cancer, was it? Yes, or I, like, ju- like some kind. Yeah. Well, basically, out of like the. I think there was like 300 people involved in that movie and 91 of them ended up dying of cancer. God. So, and we were talking, so the movie was filmed in 1956. So the director, Dick Powell died of cancer in 1963. Uh, One of them had gotten cancer in 1960 and committed suicide in 1963 because it, he was found to have terminal cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And Agnes Moorhead, 1974, Susan Hayward and John Wayne. So both the main roles in the movie, uh, John Wayne was 1975. Susan Hayward was 1979. And then John Hoyt, uh, lung cancer, 1991. The total number I I had said three hundred is out. It was actually two hundred and twenty. Okay. So two hundred and twenty cast and crew in this movie made in nineteen fifty six, and by nineteen eighty one, ninety one of them had developed of some some form of cancer. My God. And forty six had actually died of it by nineteen eighty one. Man. And like nineteen eighty one, yeah. That I mean, what that's that's like twenty seven years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. It is and it's and some of the people got it who had just weren't even involved in the movie, so additional people who just visited others on the set, like relatives. Oh yeah. Ended up getting cancer as well. Several of them. Radiation's not good for you. It is not. And <laughs> some people have said that some critics have said that, well, you know, so many people smoked back then. That's true. Yeah. But there was this one uh professor dr robert pendleton and he is a professor of biology at the university of utah and he said that a more likely statistic that you would just say you know people randomly developing cancer because of their lifestyle and whatsoever probably it would be more like 30 yeah in that in a group of 220 people you could estimate that over a 27 year period about 30 of them would develop cancer. Not three times that amount. Not three times that amount. Yeah. And then even more than what you would average actually fucking dying of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's pretty nuts. So crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure that you could actually just say that was cursed more like that was just a very unfortunate (laughs) thing. I mean, it happened to a lot of people, but it was all around this one incident i think is that you know yeah you filmed where it was fucking radioactive as fuck not safe there folks yeah (laughs) and this is this was the uh after effects of it it's a bunch of bullshit yeah pretty fucking heavy that one yeah very 
And I think that's all we have for you guys today. So thank you for listening and uh, stay strange. We'll talk to you next time. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash stranger than podcast. Our Twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com. That's stranger than podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.